Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. When I think of Mother's Day, I think of powerful prayers, just really powerful prayers. Moms can pray and, and have more done with their prayers than any of us on the planet. And I remember when I was in junior high, uh, I, I had six brothers. There were seven boys. So my mom had seven boys, no girls. And uh, she used to tell us, boys, I pray that one of you will be a priest. We were raised Catholic. And so she says, I pray that one of you will be a priest. And, and uh, I, I, I didn't know what to do with that, but this crazy thing happened. And, you know, I don't know God at the time. I don't know anything about God. But I kept sensing inside my heart that I had this call on my life, and I didn't call it a call. I didn't know what a call was. And yet, I couldn't imagine being a priest because I really, 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 really like girls. And um, <laughs> I thought of girls every two seconds in junior high. And, and, uh, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Our priest at St. James, I was an altar boy at St. James, and our priest, Father Crumley at the time, he was incredible, impacted my life greatly and positively. And he would tell me, he'd look at me sometimes before Mass, and he'd say, Joe, there's a call on your life. I really feel you're called to, into ministry. And I could only calculate that I had to be a priest, and I would tell him the same thing. There, that's not going to happen. And, and, uh, and, and he'd say, you never know with the grace of God. Then I met Jesus at 19. I accepted Christ as my Savior and, uh, and then I discovered there were Protestants. I didn't know Protestants existed. And, and I thought, oh, there's a whole other group of Christians out there. And I discovered that th their ministers were allowed to be married. And that made me really excited. And, and, and that call came back on me. It came back on me. And, and it's amazing what a mom's prayers can do. So if you're visiting, I want to welcome you to He Said What? That's the name of this series, last lesson in the series. He said what? And we're taking a look at things Jesus said that make you say, he said what? That came out of his mouth? Yeah, Jesus said that. And we're going to take a, a look at something he said today that it empowers prayers. It, it helps prayers to come to pass. It, it impacts our lives, every one of our lives. It can change our lives. If you're here, you say, I need my life to change. This statement will change your life if you understand it. And here's the statement. It's Mark 9, 23, and it reads like this. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. That is an incredible statement. Anything means everything. So he said everything's possible if a person believes. And when you first read it, it's, it's just so hard to comprehend. But that's a statement that came out of the mouth of Jesus. So here's what I want to do today. I want to... Uh, help you walk out of here understanding this incredible truth. And the truth is this, we are born to believe. We're born to believe. And I want you to try to think back when you were a child. And I want you to think about uh, how you believed when you were a child. And I want to share a story. If, if your young children are in here, I'm going to share a Santa Claus story from when I was little. So if you don't want them to hear it, put your fingers in their ear and go, na 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 uh, and, and, and Or walk them out. And, and you heard the announcements. If you're new here, you may, you know, it may take a while to, to trust us as a church. I understand that. But once you take your kids back into children's, they're, you know what they're going to tell you? And if, if they're really shy, you might have to do it a couple times. But if they're not shy, they're going to tell you, 
I never want to go back in there and hear Pastor Joe. He's boring. And that's how exciting it is back in the children's areas. But, you know, when I was little, I believed in Santa Claus. Uh, I'm thinking I'm five or six. I really, really believed in Santa Claus. And uh, my mom and dad, we had a tradition. They would have Santa Claus come over the week before Christmas. And I didn't know it at the times, but they bought us each a little stocking kind of stocking stuffer gift. Santa Claus came with them in his bag, and we didn't know they bought the gifts. And, and each of us would sit on his lap, and we started from the youngest, and he would say, what do you want for Christmas? And then he'd pull that little gift out of the bag. And um, it always was uh, my brother Pat first, the youngest. And so uh, my brother Mike and I and Dave uh, were standing on, way away on, on this side of the living room, and John and Pat are over here with Santa Claus. And Jim and Tony, my brother Jim is six years older than me. Tony's four years older than me. And, and Jim uh, looked at Mike and I and Dave. He said, guys, Santa Claus isn't real, and that's our neighbor, Ed. And, and uh, <laughs> our mouths dropped. We said, no, sir, that's Santa Claus. He said, no, that's Ed. And they said, look at the fake beard. See his face? That's Ed. And it was at that point the dream died. It was, it was over. And, and yet I think about all the things I believed. We, we, were we are born to believe, and I think of the tooth fairy. I believed in the tooth fairy, guys, and I, I, thought, I thought she brought me money, took my tooth, and, and I believed it till last year when my brother Jim told me it wasn't true anymore, and <laughs> Gina got mad at him for breaking uh, that dream of mine, but think about when you're a kid. We are born to believe, and I think this is what happens, guys. We get older. Uh, we have life hit us. We have failures. We have disappointments, and I really think we forget that God created us to believe, and he wants us to believe things that are true, but he, he's letting us know if you believe things that are true, it will change everything. So I've had fa failures and successes when I pray. Back when I was in ninth grade, I loved to run the mile, so I ran the mile all the time, and uh, I, I developed this big lump on my lower leg, and and it hurt so bad that if my clothes touched it, I would, I would want to scream. So I went to the doctor. He said, that's a tumor. It could be cancerous. We don't know. So I had a surgery. And th those two weeks waiting, that, that, that's, that's terrible two weeks of your life when you're waiting to hear back. And, and they said, no, it's not cancer. And they took it out. And then I was able to run again. So then at 19, I accepted Christ. I began to grow. I began to learn scriptures. And four of those boogers grew back on my lower leg when I'm about 20. And, and they're so painful, and I can't run. I can't do anything. And I decided, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, the, Jesus said, if, if I can believe anything's possible, he said I can pray. And so I laid my hand on each of those, and I just, you know, I spoke over them, and I prayed and told them to, to, to die and to leave. And, you know, within a couple weeks, they did. And it was like, I was amazed. They just absolutely left. But I, I don't always get that success. And this, this is really important. You know, about... Uh, four or five years ago, I, I developed a hernia, and uh, I'm a guy, so I didn't go to the doctor for a while, and, and, uh, and, and I just start praying over it, and I'm, I'm praying over it and telling it to heal and all that type of stuff, and, and, and uh, it just got worse. I think it was a year and a half or so, and it got worse every month, and finally, I just couldn't take it, and I went to the doctor, and he said, you got to have surgery, so they did the surgery, and everything came out great, and, and I healed quick, but that was a failure. My prayers worked one time, they didn't work another. And I think sometimes we become discouraged when we have failures and we say, I know Jesus said that, if you can believe anything's possible, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I, 
I prayed and it didn't work. Well, here, here's how I look at life. I, I think this can really help you if you see life the way I do. I look at believing what the Bible says as shooting for the stars. And, and if you only hit the moon, isn't that better than having your feet still on the earth? I mean, it's a lot better to hit this. Even if you miss this, your feet aren't here. And I just want to encourage you to begin to believe again if, if you've stopped believing. Some of you are new. You may hear something today that you've never heard before. And I want to talk to you about two natural studies. These natural studies are amazing. God's not in these studies. Uh, they had nothing to do with God, so to speak, except we are born to believe. That, that God, that's how God made us. And there might be a few of you sitting in here saying, oh, no, Pastor Joe's getting into new age stuff. And I, I want you to know up front, I'm not getting into new age Here's why I'm going to share these two stories with you. If, if, if believing can work without God, how much greater can it work with God? Jesus said, if you can believe, anything's possible. So uh, the first one is called the Spontaneous Remission uh, Project. And, and th this, this was started, and you can go to noetic.org if you want to check it. This was started by Apollo 14 astronaut uh, Edgar Mitchell in 1973. And, and here's the gig. Here, here's what they did, guys. Um, they, they give people placebos, and they do studies to see if the placebos work, if the people believe they're real. So they have had four-stage cancer healed because they told people this is a miracle drug, and it was just a sugar pill. Um, they, had people, they have had people uh, healed of AIDS because they thought they were taking a new medicine that, that, that would heal them. They have 3,500-plus studies. They're all documented, and, uh, and, and it's just absolutely amazing. They took a group of bald men and they told them they had a new cream that would grow hair. And it, it, was, it, it was a placebo cream. Do you know that these men began to, to grow hair? Uh, that's amazing because they put faith. They build it up. They say, this is a new one. This is growing hair on everybody. And, and we're born to believe. And when we believe, it changes things. It's amazing what it will do even in our bodies. Um, they, they have had people with four-stage cancer uh, they tell them this is a new chemotherapy, and it's just a sugar pill. And, and they tell them when you take it, it it's going to heal your, your, your cancer. So the people are healed, but guess what else happens? They throw up because they think it's chemo, and, and they just start throwing up. And, and then they lose their hair because they think it's chemo, but it's a sugar pill. And it's amazing when you read these studies and you think, this is, this is without the God factor. This is just we are born to believe. There's another one that blows my mind. It's called the Mr. Right Study. And the New York Times did a big article on it and scientificamerica.com, you can read about it. It actually happened uh, uh, back in 1957. So it, it, it's been a while. Um, and <clears throat> Mr. Wright had four-stage cancer. He had tumors all over his body, even under his armpits. They were the size of an orange. His lungs were filling up with a milky fluid to where they drained two quarts per day uh, out of his lungs. The doctor told him you have about two weeks to live. And he heard about this miracle drug. And uh, the miracle drug was called uh, cabiocin. And, and he heard, it was out of Europe, he heard that um, people were being healed of all kinds of cancer from uh, cabiocin. So he told his doctor, I want it. And the doctor said, I can't get it for you. You have to have at least three months to live and you only have a couple weeks. He nagged his doctor so much that his doctor got him some. And his doctor injected him with cabiocin uh, on Friday. And when the doctor came back on Monday, uh, the tumors have sh had shrunk 50%, uh, way less milky fluid. And do you know that in 10 days, he was, he was actually 100% healed or in remission? 10 days. 
And then a report came out that Kibayasin was phony, it wasn't real, and do you know within a couple days his tumors all grew back to full size and his lungs began to again fill up with the milky fluid? So his doctor was so upset. You know what his doctor said? Did a couple weeks later, his doctor told him, "Hey, guess what? They they fixed the kinks in the cabiasin." He said they're all fixed, and he says I have the new batch. And this guy's really excited. Do you know what he put in the shot? It was distilled water. He just he thought I saw what it did the last time. He put distilled water, gave him a shot of it, and do you know that within ten days, all the cancer went into remission. Um, the tumors left. The lungs were perfect. This guy was healed for months. And then the American Medical Association came out and the American Medical Association said, this, this drug is a lie, it doesn't do what they say it does. And this man, everything came back and he died in two days. It's an, it's an incredible study. And I, I was looking at these studies thinking, wow, they're believing in sugar pills. They don't know it, they think it's a miracle drug. And look at what their belief, their faith is doing. And then I hear Jesus say, if you can believe, anything's possible. And, and I just, I got so excited. I thought, well, if, if that works without even having God involved, what happens when we have God involved? That's, it's amazing. You know, Henry Ford created the Ford Motor Company. He created, uh, uh, you know, the assembly line and all those things. And he said this. He said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right, and, and uh, I really believe this is true, and I believe right now there's some students in here. Uh, you're going to become the next Bill Gates, and you're going to become the next creators of um, the Macintosh and the Apple and all those things that are out there because you're going to get a hold of this today and say, you know what? The only thing holding me back is what I believe. And you're going to get your hands on some scriptures that tell you God's hands on your life, God's grace is on your life, that God goes before you, he's behind you, that God opens doors. You're going to begin to believe him, and you're going to change our world. And we're going to look back and say, hey, hey didn't they come to Believer's Church? And uh, I knew them when they were little. And we're going to begin to see people change the world. And all kinds of things are going to happen because uh, people are going to begin to realize we are born to believe. Listen to what Jesus said. This is cool scripture, Mark 11, 23 and 24. I guarantee you this truth. This is what will be done for someone who doesn't doubt but believes what he says will happen. He can say to this mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it will be done for him. So Jesus is near this big mountain. He says, if you can speak words that you really believe will happen, you can push things out of your life. That's all he's saying. You can push things out of your life. And then he says this in verse 24. That's why I tell you to have faith that you have already received what you prayed for and it will be yours. So Jesus said if we can believe what we pray for is ours, we'll have it. And all I, what I love to tell people is find out what the Bible promises you through Christ and begin to believe it. And, and hey, let's shoot for the stars. If we hit the moon, we're stay, still really high above the earth and that's better than being on the earth. And Jesus is telling us, we are born to believe, and if we can believe, anything can happen. But you know what? In Jesus' day, when he walked on the earth, uh, there were times when he couldn't do anything. There were times when lack of faith neutralized Jesus. And, um, and I'm wondering, uh, and I examined my own life as I put this lesson together, and I, I saw some areas where I was neutralizing Jesus, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to lose him to do what he promised to do. But he's in his hometown. Here's what the Bible says, Matthew 13, 58. And he did not do many miracles there, because of their lack of faith. You know, when he walked into his hometown, they said, 
We know his mom, Mary. We know his dad, Joseph. Wasn't he the carpenter? He built some good cabinets. I'll give him credit for the cabinets, but he's just a regular guy. Now, he went everywhere else and raised the dead, cleansed the leopard, healed, uh, gave sight to the blind, gave hearing to the deaf, did these incredible things. He gets to his hometown, and because they don't believe in him, he can't do anything. I know he's God, and God can do it, but they didn't release him to do these incredible things. So there's some of you sitting here right now, and you're thinking, that's great, but I don't have great faith. I cannot do that, Pastor Joe. And, and, and I want to let you know that you can. Um, I remember years ago, before this building was built, um, <clears throat> I used to do the Wednesday night and the weekend, so I taught both. And we were over on the student side, what's the student sides now, and it was Wednesday, and I had a knock on my office door, and it was Ted Sad. Ted ran our Christian school, and he had four pieces of freshly baked pizza, and his wife cooked for the school, and, and he said, my wife, my wife made some pizza, have some, and, and, and I took it in my office, and, and it had these little crumbly things on it, and I didn't know what they were. I, I had never saw those on a pizza, but I took a bite, and, 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 and the taste exploded in my mouth, and it was glorious, and I wanted to eat two, but I ate all four, and, and uh, <laughs> it was so good. I just thought, this is the best pizza. Oh, it's so good. And, and so then I go out that night for service, and I'm standing in the front row. My wife's next to me. We're into the first song, and she has to scream because of the music. She says, what did you eat today? And I said, it was the best pizza I ever had. We got to get you some before we go. And she said, your garlic smells so strong, it's going back three rows. And uh, <laughs> I, I realized those little things were minced garlic everywhere. Uh, but she did it a different way. I didn't pick it up. And, and so she said, you preach from the high platform because we had a high, she said, don't you get up close to the people. And then she said, you go right to your office. So, so I obeyed her. And, and uh, at the end of service, I called one of our leaders up. I said, hey, why don't you pray and shut the service down? And I just ran to my office, gargled, brushed my teeth and, and all that, and then grabbed some more pizza off Barb. So, so <laughs> listen. You only need a little garlic, really, to, to make something taste good. You don't, you don't have to load it all over the pizza. And, and, and you only need a little faith. You don't, you, don't, you don't, faith is like garlic, just a little pinch, and it's perfect. And you and I may think we need a lot, but we don't need a lot. And here's, here's a scripture that brings it out so cool. It's Luke 17, 6, and it says, Jesus replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Now, I, I'm really into mustard seeds because I read all these articles, nutrition articles, and they say mustard seeds are the super, they're the best superfood for lung health, and so um, I, I, I try to incorporate it, and I've come up with a couple dishes where you use mustard seeds, and I buy them off of Amazon, you know, uh, .com, and, and uh, they are so small that I can't even... They disappear if I do this, and you, you just can hardly see them. They're tiny. But Jesus said, you just need that little bit of faith, and you can, you can cause trees to be uprooted. Of course, he's using trees for imagery, and all he's saying to us is, if you can believe something and say it, you can knock all kind of things out of your life. And he's telling us, if you can believe something and pray, you can bring all kinds of things into your life. And I just want you to walk out of here. Some of you understand this. You're walking in it. Others, you've been discouraged. You've stopped. Others, you're so new. And, and I just want to encourage you. Let's find some scriptures. Let's believe them. 
Let's begin to say them and speak them instead of saying and speaking the opposite. And let's let God be who God is. Jesus said, if you can believe, anything's possible. So I, I have one, I want to I give you one example and I'll close. And uh, this has to do with our, our physical health. In my 20s, 30s, and even early 40s, I, I, I just was never sick, never had a problem. Now I'm 57, and, and I don't even know how it happened. Like, I, I don't know why my knee hurts. I don't know if I twisted it. I don't know when I twisted it. But you start having all these aches and pains and all that other kind of stuff. And this becomes really precious uh, to you when you're uh, my age and up. But all the young people here, you live in a physical body that can have problems. And why not speak what the Bible says? Why not believe it and declare it? Because Jesus said anything can happen. So listen, here's a power statement. And it just reads like this. My body is healthy and functions perfectly because Jesus paid the price for me. This is 100% out of scriptures. And I'm going to show you a scripture in a moment. Just want to remind you, if you're new here, um, everything on PowerPoint, you can go online to believers.cc. When you watch this lesson, all the PowerPoint will come up with it. You just click. And if you have our BC app, we have a BC app for uh, Windows phones, Androids, and Apple iPhones. And, and if you have your app, you can actually follow. The, th this is already on your app. You could actually have followed through service. So uh, you don't have to write this down. It's going to be there for you. But here's the scripture right out of the Jewish Bible, which uh, they, they know how to translate the Hebrew. Isaiah 53, 4 says this. In fact, it was our diseases, your diseases, our diseases, Jesus bore. Our pains from which he suffered, yet we regarded him as punished, stricken, and afflicted by God. So all the Jewish people that didn't believe in Jesus at the time, they thought when he was being beaten and crucified, God was punishing him for saying he was the son of God. But here's what was really happening, verse 5. But he was wounded because of our crimes, crushed because of our sins. The disciplining that makes us whole fell on him, and by his bruises or stripes or beating, we are healed. And you read this scripture, and I don't want to get into a heavy teaching on the scripture, but this scripture says Jesus paid the price so we can receive answers to prayer for healing for our bodies, and we can, we can believe this. So I, I want to ask you this question. If you read this scripture, let's say for several weeks, and if you read it once a day, and then you began to just say it and read it, it would change your life because we are born to believe. And when you begin to believe this, it changes everything. And I just wrote a little power statement. It's coming out of this scriptures and some others. So I want to ask you to do me a favor. Um, let's read the power statement together. And I just want you, to, I want you to taste how it feels. And what would happen in our lives physically if we began to just speak these kind of things? I also want to encourage you, whatever you're dealing with in your life, find a scripture that says, hey, this isn't true. Believe the scripture and begin to speak that over your life. But say this with me. My body is healthy and functions perfectly because Jesus paid the price for me. That was practice. Now you ready? Let's get it on right now. Come on. My body is healthy and functions perfectly because Jesus paid the price for me. If it works for spontaneous remission for Mr. Wright with sugar pills and distilled water, the Bible is the everlasting word of God. It's alive and it's true. How much can our lives change in every area if we begin to believe the Bible? I want to ask you a question. Are you excited that anything's possible if we can believe? Are you excited we are born to believe? Let's, let's just give it up and let's thank God. Let's thank him, man. Hey, 
Let's bow our heads, let's pray. And this is the most important part of the service. So if you don't have to run out, if you don't have to be somewhere, hang, hang out during this part. It's, this is where God does incredible things in all of our lives. So let's pray. Lord, I, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible and, and all of us are at different levels in our walk with you, but open up all of our eyes. As we go through the week, make this real to us. Show us times when we're saying things that just are not in line with what you've said. And Lord, thank you for opening up our hearts so we can see what you said, we can believe it. And Jesus, thank you for saying what you said. If we can believe, all things are possible. Lord God, thank you for creating us to believe. And may we come up to the full level in what you created us to be. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's stand in an attitude of prayer. You know, if you're here and you're not sure if you're forever, I just want to talk to you for a moment. You're not sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Maybe you walked in and you say, Pastor Joe, I'm an atheist or I'm agnostic or I'm, you know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what I am. But you're here today. God brought you here. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want you to listen to me. I'm not asking you to join our church right now. Some of you may have grown up in Christian churches. Some of you may have been water baptized as babies or adults. And all that's great. Listen, here's what I'm asking. This, this is the most important question in the world. Can you remember when you made it personal out of your heart with Jesus, where you said, Jesus, I believe, and I make a decision to follow you today? You know, being a member of a church doesn't bring you to heaven. Being water baptized by itself doesn't bring you to heaven. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a day when I did that, but I believe today. You opened up my eyes with Scripture God showed me I'm ready to pray and accept Jesus. If you're hearing that, you, would you pray with me right now? Everyone else, would you help them pray? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe. You died. You were raised from the dead. You're the Savior. And I give my heart to you today. And I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.